6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. And Ukraine. Let's get the very latest with Reggie Cicchini, who is the Global News Washington uh, producer and uh, correspondent there. Hey, Reggie, welcome back. Good afternoon. And now a lot coming, uh, a lot of news coming out of the U.S. today that the U.S. continues to look at, uh, at, at different things to, uh, you know, as far as sanctions go on Russia. But reading today that the U.S. considering uh, supplying critical air defense systems to NATO allies in Eastern Europe. Tell us about that. Yeah, so this is an opportunity for at least a conversation that's underway yeah. to get uh, military jets into Poland uh, and then to potentially figure out a way to get those jets out of Poland and into Ukraine. But there are a lot of logistical uh, concerns about the, the, the ability to get these planes over there. Namely, there is a cost. Namely, uh, it oftentimes takes uh, a significant amount of time to fulfill an order, process it, and get it through towards another country. Uh, but it raises a secondary concern is that Poland is a NATO country. Uh, if Poland were to get these planes into Ukraine, would that be a red line to mm. Vladimir Putin? But also, can the Ukrainians even operate some of these uh, jets that would come over from the U.S.? Mm, interesting. Uh, U.S. House and Senate lawmakers um, apparently have a deal that they've uh, outlined a bill to punish Russia. What's that about? Well, so look, this is Congress that's actually going in a different direction from the White House, taking uh, rather, yeah, from the White House, uh, taking a much stronger stance on Russia uh, to, uh, to remove them from kind of friendly uh, nation status when it comes to trade, uh, making it uh, impossible to do any trade with Belarus or Russia, uh, and potentially go after oil uh, as a potential uh, uh, sanction here. This is far beyond where the White House is right now. They've obviously been laying sanctions in the administration, but they have really stepped away from this potential uh, of putting sanctions on oil exports from Russia, even though it's not really off the table. It's kind of just hanging at the edge of the table. Uh, but Congress really is looking for some kind of strong push here to go after the Kremlin, uh, this is one of those rare moments in the U.S. where you're seeing strong bipartisan support for what the administration is ultimately attempting to try to do. Yeah, and the president of Ukraine uh, today calling for more uh, punitive measures against Russia, including what you just touched on, that global boycott of its oil exports. And if I remember cr correctly, some some countries, I think it was, I can't remember who it was, but said, hey, we can't get on board with this because we, we still depend on them for some, for some of their energy. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this was a conversation that came up today uh, when the Prime Minister was meeting with the Prime Ministers of the UK uh, and the Prime Minister uh, of the Netherlands. Uh, when they were talking about oil exports, uh, both the Dutch and the UK said, look, you can't just turn off oil dependency overnight. This is something that's going to take time. And, you know, oil is an economic resource. It has an impact economically, but it also has a huge political impact. And as gas prices start to rise, if you start to cut off that supply coming out of Russia, you ultimately are going to hit the pocketbooks and what a lot of the world hasn't been told yet is here is why gas might cost a little bit more because of you know this attempt to get away from the dependency from russian oil even though it's much more in the uk than or the europe than it is uh, in the united states uh broader conversations are what experts are saying need to be uh need, need to be had with uh the broader public to say look things are going to cost more but it's because x y and z mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh what is on uh, your radar right now reggie as as as, as things that uh, we need to know uh, here, you know, in North America that we haven't touched on. 
Well, I mean, look, the, the, the administration uh, under Joe Biden just in the last couple of hours has already announced that there's going to be a, an additional troop movement in and around Europe to try and bolster the defense on the eastern flank of NATO. And I think that you're going to see a potential increase here uh, in troop defense, at least at the far eastern front throughout the Baltic states, because there is a, a general concern here that something is uh, going to go wrong. Uh, but there are also growing concerns now that's being looked at from the administration directly on the ground in Ukraine in that Russian forces say that they're now trying to encircle some key cities across eastern parts of the country, which could prove problematic. Now, again, there's going to be no troops on the ground. This is going to be, uh, you know, a, a situation that that uh, the defense forces in, in Ukraine need to be watching. But it is interesting to see that Ukrainian officials say thousands upon thousands of foreign fighters have now walked onto the ground in Ukraine. That includes Canadians. That includes Americans to try and bolster the defense in the country. Mm, fascinating. All right, Reggie, thanks for this. Appreciate the update. Thank you. Yeah, take care. Reggie Cicchini, of course, uh, out of Global News Washington. He's a correspondent there and the, the Global News Washington Bureau producer. Um, UN human rights officials um, saying, well, they're, they're reporting now more than 1,200 civilian casualties have been recorded in Ukraine. Uh, 406 people killed. Um, those human rights officials also saying it's pretty difficult to identify the actual number of deaths and, and injuries, though, right? Um, the World Health Organization is saying that there's been nine attacks affecting health facilities, healthcare workers, and ambulances since uh, last week or a week and a half ago, February 24th. Uh, the Office of the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, as I mentioned, that 406 number of civilians killed, but acknowledged that the real figures are likely much higher. Again, noting the difficulty uh, in identifying, um, you know, where the number of people who who may have passed so far, uh, who have been killed so far. Uh, the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, was in uh, England today um, meeting with Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of England, and Mark Rutte, who is the, um, the PM of the Netherlands. All three of them denouncing uh, Vladimir Putin's attack on Ukraine and unveiling more support for Kyiv and punishments on Moscow. The three leaders talking about the need to increase defense spending as well. And we talked about this last week with Mercedes Stevenson. Um, we know that um, the PM, Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, telling reporters his government has already committed to spending hundreds of billions of additional dollars on the military. And he says the government needs to make sure the military has the equipment it needs, but didn't promise to increase spending to that 2% GDP, right? And that's that number that has been called on for, for some time. So the prime minister telling reporters what they talked about at that meeting this morning. When I met earlier with Boris, we discussed stronger security ties, continuing to defend our shared values, uh, continuing our work together on advancing free trade and creating more middle-class jobs, uh, and also on climate action, where we need to build a sustainable, secure future. I also had a bilateral meeting with Mark Rutte, where we talked about the enhanced importance of NATO, uh, continuing to work together to fight disinformation and protecting freedom of the press, and continuing to work uh, strongly with our friends in the European Union. So that was the Prime Minister uh, earlier today. Um, as, as sanctions continue to be put in place uh, on Russia, the Prime Minister announcing that Canada 
uh, putting more sanctions against 10 more prominent Russians. Here's the details on that. Today, Canada is announcing new sanctions on 10 individuals complicit in this unjustified invasion. This includes former and current senior government officials, oligarchs, and supporters of Russian leadership. The names of these individuals come from a list compiled by jailed opposition leader Alexei Navalny. These sanctions put increased pressure on Russia's leadership, including on Putin's inner circle. All right, that was the Prime Minister uh, earlier today. Now we know that uh, there's, a, there's a lot of different ways to, uh, for you to show your support, and, and we're seeing more and more of that certainly here right across the country, right here in this province, and certainly uh, right here in the, uh, the capital region. Um, and, and we're going to see more of it throughout the week. And it can just be symbolic, but it's the monetary as well. But, um, you know, standing with, we know that the Ukrainian uh, national anthem was performed in Edmonton um, on uh, before the hockey game on, on Saturday. Uh, Ukrainian um, opera singer Stephanie Romaniak uh, will uh, sing the... Romanak, Romaniak, uh, will will sing the uh, the anthem tonight before the game in Calgary. And just a heads up, um, because we know that the fifty fifties, you know, those are those are big deals. And we've talked about, you know, how it topped out last weekend at what five point seven million dollars. Well, the fifty fifty proceeds from uh, tonight's game and the March 9th game in Edmonton will go towards charity supporting relief efforts. In Ukraine, uh, the Edmonton proceeds, by the way, going to the uh, Help Ukraine Now initiative being led by the uh, Canada-Ukraine Foundation. We'll have more on that uh, over over the next couple of hours. I'll tell you some more about that. And, of course, we'll have more on it uh, during all the different shows right here. But, yeah, if you love your 50-50, you want to find a way to help, hearing some really, you know, interesting ways, people booking Airbnbs in Ukraine, getting money right there uh, to the people. And, of course, not going because you can't. Um, but, you you know, trying to get money right into the hands of uh, the Ukrainian people um, as soon as possible. So some interesting ways of doing it, and we're seeing uh, the, the communities, this country, and countries around the world really rising up to support uh, Ukraine uh, through all of this. And I know that there's many saying, hey, there's much more that needs to be done. And uh, we'll continue to see what happens uh, between Canada, the U.S., uh, Britain, all the other countries around there with, uh, with sanctions and what move might be next in all of this.